Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Strangers in the Alps podcast. Hello! I'm Gabe. I'm Henry. And, uh, yeah, we're here to just have some fun. So uh, <laughs> That was awfully radio host-ish. Uh, Henry, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, so for those of you guys who uh, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, any of our social media... You might have seen that Henry got his hair cut, and he uh, he donated it to Wigs for Kids. That's the name of the organization, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, how's that haircut feeling? Feels feels weird, man. I'm still not quite used to it. Um, if you're kind of unfamiliar with how Wigs for Kids works, it's um, you kind of grow your hair out. It's an organization. What they do is they they make wigs for um uh for kids with like terminal illnesses and um other kids that have lost their hair for whatever um reason and uh and they they make them wigs out of real human hair and so they rely on people donating their hair to make them and so you have to grow your hair out um to a minimum length of a 12 inch ponytail i think so my hair was pretty long and um and it's uh, it's short now, and so it's a little a uh, little adjustment, man. Yeah, it's been a while since you've uh, you know had short hair. Is the wife liking it? Uh, you know, man, this is gonna sound really weird, but we, I don't really care that much. <laughs> <laughs> like we, that's just like, <laughs> um, that's just the way that like we've always been, man. If if she wanted to shave her head tomorrow or or dye it red. You know, just because she was feeling like it. I mean, that's her deal, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to make me feel any different about her. And um, and if I want to grow my beard out till I'm stepping on it or grow my hair out and and, you know, look like an 80s rocker, then, you know, she's not going to love me any less for it. So. Um, until you actually do, (laughs) (laughs) then then you find out the hard way (laughs) until I put it to the test. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you sent those pictures through and we put them up on our social media, man. You're looking good. It's been a while since I've seen you like that. I think the last time I saw you with short hair was when you were first, uh, shipping off, uh, for the Marines. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, um, it's been a long time, man. It's been a long time. Well, cool. Um, I hope you enjoy the new do. It's just in time for the cold weather that's moving through. <laughs> yeah, which is like weird. You know, like know. My, my neck is kind of cold now. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, any guys that are interested in uh, seeing what we look like, you can either go to our site, uh, strangersinthealps.podbean.com, uh, or you can hit us up on uh, social media. All our social media is linked there. And we got a few pictures of us up there and stuff. So, yeah, just put a, put a little face to the name. Yeah, and listen, yeah. we are great-looking gentlemen. <laughs> we are. Yes, yes we are. I cream of the crop. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, what's the crop, though? <laughs> <laughs> Some crops are, are better than others. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
So uh, we did talk about uh, we were going to do Meet the Family. It was a little bit of a different tone and feel than our usual podcast, so we didn't want to throw something too crazy out there. So what we decided to do is uh, use that as a bonus pod. And uh, our, sons, <laughs> our sons hung out with us for a little bit and yeah, chatted did. a little bit and, you know, just uh, talked about some things, their childhoods and, you know, things that they're into and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so my, they had a good time. They were really looking forward to it. And I, I think they enjoyed it. So at least Tristan did. He was pretty chatty on there. Yeah, man. But that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, everybody's different. I, I think that they were both, you know, pretty nervous about it, um, you know, because in their concept, you know what I mean, of, of what we're doing. I mean, they feel like we're rock stars already, you know what I mean? So they felt like they were talking to thousands and thousands of people out here. And yeah, they um, kind of got themselves psyched up, I think. I, I know <laughs> yeah, Tristan they did. did. Yeah. Well, and the difference is, is when Tristan gets psyched up, he starts going 100 miles an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, and yeah, he kind of rambles like sometimes it's 100 miles an hour and then sometimes it's just rambling but it, it, yeah it, it's always moving in a direction you just have to grab on and keep up with them <laughs> yeah for sure and aiden is yeah. the complete like opposite when when he gets amped up like that he starts getting more reserved and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he was a little reserved on there but it's all right yeah man yeah, the pacing with, with him being a little reserved and then, then Tristan, you know, being chatty in some spots and then reserved in others. The pacing was a little weird. So we just thought, you know, that's one of the reasons we thought it'd be like a good bonus pod. Yeah. It's just, you know, someone who's into, into family stuff and, you know, yeah. seeing what kids have to say, they'll get a few chuckles out of it. But yeah, yeah, man. Listen, let me tell you, my favorite Tristan story is still the very first time I met him. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't know if you remember. I think I told you this story recently. I kind of rehashed it at some point, but I'll never forget as long as I live. Man, he must have been what three the first time I met him. Yeah, three or four, like four at the very oldest. I think. Yeah, yeah. He was he was young though. I mean, he was like what you might consider a toddler young at the time. Yeah, you were away like uh, in the military and stuff, and so we you know didn't really yeah. have a whole lot of contact there for a few years. So that's that's why. When uh, when you came back, why there was a kid in the picture and uh, yeah, yeah. So and anyway, uh, go ahead. I was just throwing it in there. <laughs> oh, you're good. Yeah, and and that's exactly right. I was, you know, stationed all over and uh, went overseas for a good period of time. And um, uh, I yeah, you know, I I got the opportunity to come back and I I hit you up and I I remember walking into y'all's apartment at the time and um and he was sitting on the couch. And, you know, most kids that age, probably in his underwear, we were probably both in our underwear. (laughs) (laughs) You guys were fully clothed, actually. Okay. okay. We're (laughs) just sometimes lazy and lounging around, but go ahead. Man, we all do. But no, I I just remember walking in and, and he, uh, man, he just like, like screamed my name. He was just, Henry! Ah!" (laughs) You know, and I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, man. I I just yeah I'll never that, forget that. That's sweet, man. I probably talked you up. That's what it was, you know. He, Pro- probably he had, he had this image of you being like this, you know, dad's best friend and all this stuff. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. That was a fun night. You came over, and I remember that was the night that uh, 
my, that Angela had cooked like this big pot of like this 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 pot roast stew type of thing. I don't that was know. So good. <laughs> and you, yeah, and you love a good soup, so that oh, was perfect. Man. And then then we sat around and had some beers and talked about shamanism and all this weird stuff and had a it good did, time. Man. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was, it was a really good time. <laughs> Some interesting conversations that night, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but that's the cool thing, man. That you know, I, you know, we, uh, you know, in the first episode, I was saying how we run the gamut with all of our conversations and and interests and things. And yeah, man, you know, you yeah. and I pretty much talk about anything and everything, and you know, have a good time doing it. So and there's no no topic too wacky for us. But absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, Wacky things. Speaking um, of wacky things. Yeah. I've the other morning I went outside to uh, get Tristan in the car to get him off to school. I do all of his morning routines and stuff with them. And uh, we opened the car door and there's like shit strewn everywhere in my car. And I was like, my car sometimes is, is, is a pig pen because that's the one we drive everywhere as a family to go places of things that tore up. Sure. So I, was th- I was thinking, I didn't leave that like this like this, did I? Like sunglasses on the floor and things on the seat. Tristan opens the door and he goes, uh, what? And he's like taking it in. <laughs> Someone broke into my fucking car the other day. What? Yeah. Um, I'm breaking in might be a strong word. I, I left it unlocked accidentally. That's how it happens. Yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, they didn't get anything except about probably a buck fifty two dollars max and change out of my console but uh i guess we've had a string of like you know kind of car th- not car thefts but car break-in thefts, right you know uh in the neighborhood i live in a decent neighborhood but um yeah you do it's just people that i guess are leaving their cars unlocked but it's, it keeps happening Ooh. and so uh this is like the third string of them 34 string of them in a year that that have come through here and done that so it's it's annoying and you know for the fact that it's uh you know two dollars i don't give a fuck about the two dollars but what pisses me off about it is a they kind of left my car a mess you didn't have to like just throw shit everywhere you know (laughs) you you could have at least taken the trash out of the damn car just take the two dollars just take the two dollars you know and then call it a day but I I have this little like uh, coin tray that's in my console. It's it's like it's perfect because you got like the console pocket underneath. It's nice and deep, and this little coin tray sits on top, and it's removable. It's got like holes for your wires and everything. Sure. Instead of just taking the money, they took the whole tray. So now to get a whole oh, tray, no. to get a replacement, it's like fifteen or twenty bucks or something like that. I think twenty five new, fifteen used on eBay or something. But that's messed up, man. It pisses me off. You know, I would yeah. I, not that I'm okay with it. Like, you know, the motherfucker that did that, you know, you're an asshole. But, you know, just take your two bucks and leave. The, the, yeah. I wouldn't give a shit about that. But now I got to go buy a piece. It's like 20 bucks to right. go have that piece back. Unless I find it strewn in someone's yard somewhere where they might have dumped the change and threw it or something. But yeah, man, I, you know, we we actually and again, I live in a pretty decent neighborhood myself and yeah we we um we have the same thing man maybe every three to four months there's a, a group of teenagers and some of the guys in the neighborhood have like cameras in the front of their house so we've caught them on camera before but they go through the neighborhood checking to see if anyone's left the the car um yeah locked and uh dude one of the guys actually and and I'm not going to lie. I put some blame on him. I'm, you know, you, you know me, man, I'm a responsible gun owner. Yeah. Uh, but do you have a gun uh, stolen? 
he left he left a pistol in his car and he left the car unlocked my man uh that's an idiot. um and so this yeah i mean for sure dude uh, for sure and uh, you know 15 year old kid well somewhere around 15 um just going through checking doors and you know yeah and ended up so, with a piece that really bugs me because that's the kind of irresponsibility that that gun's right. probably going to be used in a crime somewhere. Someone's going to get hurt or killed by something like yeah. that, you know, down the road. And, and uh, here's the thing, man, I not to cut you off, bud, but no, like, no, good to me. The second you take on the responsibility of being a gun owner, there's a level of vigilance that has to come with that. In my opinion, 24 seven, it's not something that you can just forget about. It's not something that you can just say, well, you know, shit happens. Like these yeah. are, you know, these are instruments, uh, uh, you know, used for protection, used to harm other people. You know what I mean? And you just yeah. can't. It's just not something that you can ever say, well, shit happens. You know what I mean? Yep. I agree with you. There's uh, just no excuse for that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, but yeah. usually, like you said, usually they're they're getting 10, 15 bucks, you know, out of it. But, you know, we can have a whole whole topic about gun stuff you know that would be a whole show by itself so. yeah it could be it could yeah. be dude but do you remember listen i'm gonna like jump real quick do you remember back in the day when my blazer got stolen no you don't remember this i don't think so no i can't remember it was um see i was driving the bronco when we were in the emt academy together um so i remember my my the car store I remember with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw this out here real quick, but uh, I remember that we uh, we we'd leave EMT class sometimes and we'd go to like Home Depot. We try to find you know, zombie killing devices and weapons. Yeah, dude. And yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And so we Jesus. had this big thing about about <laughs> zombies. You know, well, somebody had like this old Jeep Wagoneer for sale. You were looking for a new car. Yeah, and and we set up a time. It was me, you, and Jason, and we set up a time to go test drive it and, 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 you know, just check it out. See if you liked it. And as soon as we saw it, you're like, this is a zombie killing machine right here. Oh yeah. I like this. <laughs> and then, uh, the guy let us take it for a drive. And I guess it was like some type of, uh, four wheel drive that you weren't familiar with. Yeah. And, and we were going down the road and all of a sudden like there was a loud clank. And I, I, I think what happened is it popped out of gear or whatever, you know, with, with, the differential or something. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what all these car. I'm not a big car guy, but it wasn't like a, a huge deal, but like we all kind of freaked out. I'm like, Oh shit, we got to buy this car now. Cause we fucked it up. <laughs> you know what it was, man. I remember what? that. What so, um, if I remember correctly, um, back in the, in the day when you, um, when you would use four wheel drive there on your, um, on your like hub, not on your hubcap, but on your like wheel, there was like a, a locking nut that you had to turn. Yeah. Um, and I was unfamiliar with that at the time. And so I was checking, I was trying to check the four wheel drive. I wasn't like, just to throw this out to everybody listening, I wasn't doing anything mischievous with somebody else's car. I was considering buying it. And so I was checking to make sure the four wheel drive worked. And yeah. I wasn't, yeah. And I remember that and it like clunked. And I think Jason even said at the time, he get, he goes, dude, we didn't check the hubs. And I was like, yeah. what? I remember him saying that now. Yeah. 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 We were all kind of worried for a second there. We thought, <laughs> oh shit. You know. Yep. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. yeah, your car being stolen. Yeah. Like a few years after that, um, 
my my uh I, I was driving a Chevy Blazer at the time. I loved that vehicle, loved it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it was four-wheel drive, and I uh I went out one Sunday morning to go get my car and it was gone. So, you know, I called the cops and um I'd never had a vehicle stolen, you know, and and yeah. I and so you know, I, I asked him, hey, like what you know, what are the chances of me getting it back? And I say, man, really, it's, it's kind of a coin toss. You just never know. And I say, okay, well, um, it was almost exactly a week later. Um, I I got a call from the police department. They had found my vehicle and, um, and it was down like a dirt road. And so what happened was your credence tape still in it. Listen, listen, (laughs) I, I, um, this is actually part of it, dude. It's, it's, it's hilarious. So these guys would, um, you know, this group of, um, of drug pushers, and I guess they were moving like real weight, dude. Like we're not talking about guys selling dime bags, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I guess these guys were selling, were, you know, like I said, pushing some real product and, um, some of the, the roads they would use were kind of back trails where they would, hand over product and things like that, I guess. And so, uh, they looked to steal four wheel drive vehicles to use for this sort of movement, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so that's how my, my car got targeted. It's, you know, an unassuming little Chevy blazer, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so it's down, you know, I, I show up, I, I meet a police officer and he drives me the rest of the way to the car and I get there. Um, and you know, they're doing the crime thing They They got it all dusted for, for prints and everything. And the guys that are there are just kind of laughing and, and cutting up and everything. And, and, uh, and so I'm asking him like, well, what's the deal? Like, I don't understand what's so funny, man. I'm like, my car was stolen. And it, it was almost exactly the kind of scene that you just described with your car. Um, just, you know, the other day, I mean, shit was thrown everywhere, man, everywhere. And, yeah. uh, but nothing was missing. And all of these guys are laughing because my CDs are thrown everywhere, but literally like all my CDs, like I, I had like a Johnny cash anthro- uh, 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 anthology. I had, I think I probably did have some CCR in there, man. Like I yeah. had like a bunch of stuff that was just clearly they didn't want, you know what I mean? Nothing was stolen out of it. And, and the reason they had left it there actually was because my gas gauge was broken. <laughs> so they thought they thought they were getting somewhere. And then all of a sudden just yep. sputtered out. It, oh. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it stopped at a quarter of a tank and didn't drop under. So they ran out of gas on this back trail, man. And they scavenged my car looking for something that they could steal something that was worth money. And all they had was a bunch of Johnny cash CDs. And yeah, well, hopefully but, that, that inconvenienced them. You know what probably happened? They probably were late to their meeting for their handing off the drugs. Yeah. They had, they had to call their homeboy to come get them, you know, give them a ride. So there's yeah. one extra person that wasn't supposed to be in the deal. So they, they probably roll up. And then the other people are like, Hey, who's this? There's only supposed to be three of you. <laughs> and then there's a <laughs> giant shootout ensues. And you know, it's all due to your, uh, your faulty gas gauge. <laughs> <laughs> so basically I stopped a central Florida drug cartel yeah. by letting them steal my blazer. You're basically, you basically kind of were the punisher for a day. <laughs> Listen, really what we're getting at is I'm an American hero. Yeah. So 
Stupid. Yeah, I know. Hey, who gives a shit? <laughs> but yeah, so I ended up. Uh, I called the cops about my car. You know, I, I took Tristan to yeah, school. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I took him to school and I, I got got up to work, and uh, I called him when I got into the office there, and uh, I, I told him right off the bat, I'm like, hey, they didn't get anything of value. And they only got about two bucks and change, but we've had a string of these. I just wanted to call, give you guys the details, see if you can get an extra patrol out at night or something like that, just to you know make sure you know shit's not getting worse or anything. And sure. uh, they, the lady on the phone, was kind of just like. Just real matter of fact, can go through the details. She wasn't really like ha- having me go on and talk and stuff. I know sometimes I can be long winded, but but uh, I mean, I was just short to the point, but she seemed like she wasn't that interested. And uh, yeah, and uh, she asked, okay, should we have a police officer come meet you at your house? And I was like, well, no, I'm at work. She's like, oh, well, do you want to call back when you're at home and report it? <laughs> <laughs> or, do you, or, do you, or do you just want to leave the information and we'll pass it along? And I said, I'm just leaving the information. I'm like, I don't need to do a report, you know, but uh, so but they did have a police officer. They called me back and uh, he asked what I needed. And I just kind of told him and he kind of said the same thing that they'll just pass it along and, you know, keep an eye out, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, everybody he was nice and I appreciate the callback was professional, sure. but but I knew it wasn't going to mount anything. But I just thought, I, I, you know, at least at least put some effort in, give him a call, see if they, you know. Put it on the books or whatever the the terminology is. <laughs> it sounds like it's not like I'm like in a bad cop show on on TBS or something. <laughs> yep. Put yep. it in the books, Danny. Put it in the books. But uh, but yeah. But anyways, that was that was kind of the big excitement for the week. Crazy but, stuff, man. But yeah. But um, you actually you said you just got back from uh seeing the movie Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, the crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's worth seeing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we really liked it. You know, I'm our family is we're just big Harry Potter fans, and yeah. uh, you know that that world is just so fun to get immersed in, and and I think they're doing a good job with these movies. I just, um, I, you know. I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give too yeah. many spoilers, you know, but I, the only criticism I'm, I'm going to give, and, and I have to go back and watch the first fantastic piece because there may be something in there where uh, that I, that I'm not remembering, but um, so far it just doesn't feel like they've done a great job explaining why Grindelwald is a bad guy. Yeah. You think it's, um, is that part of like the series though? I mean, are they going to like, no, no, a big no reveal about something in the, towards the no, end or? because he is, I, I mean, and it's not, it's, it's not like a, a spoiler to say, I mean, he is set up as, you know, the kind of Voldemort character sure, uh, yeah. of, of this series. And, and, you know, we all know it and that's what the, you know, that's what these movies are, you know, kind of culminating into, but, um, he's already, he's already at that level in these movies. Yeah. But they just, again, I'll go back and watch the first one to see if, if there's something there that I'm just not remembering. But, um, you know, we all kind of, you know, my, my wife and kids and I, we, we walked out of the movie and we all kind of had the same question. Like, it was kind of like, well, 
I mean, he didn't really seem that bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I walked out of the Avengers, and I know, I know, Thanos like wiped out half of the you know population of the universe or whatever. But at the same time, I walked out of there and I was like, you know, the world is overpopulated. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I can't say I totally disagree with him. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. That's, that, that's one of the reasons that I, I like how they presented Thanos's character um, yeah. in the movies. You know, in the in the comics, he's a lot less likable. Um, yeah. In the comics, a lot of what he does in the Avengers or in the in, in this kind of story arc is to impress Lady Death. And so it makes the whole thing much more kind of maniacal, really, like knowing that he's wiping out all these people to impress a woman, you know? Yeah. Um, and in the Avengers, though, it made him kind of more interesting of a character because you don't want to take his side, but he's also making valid points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And don't get me wrong, there's no excuse for like mass genocide or anything like that, but just the principle of like just well, <laughs> oh, this is taking a left turn. <laughs> no, but just the principle of uh, I don't want to say population control, but but just yeah. just just the the draw and the resources. I mean, finite resources are a thing, you know, and you got to be aware of that, but right. What's the answer to that? I don't know, but it's not, it's not snapping your fingers and, you know, half, half the Avengers dying, half the world dying. Indeed. But, but I mean, it is something to, and I, and I think that was done purposefully too. I mean, it's the whole climate change and yeah, uh, you know, the, the availability of food throughout the world, especially third world countries and water, things like that. I mean, that, that's a topic that, you know, is, is a hot topic today because, there are a lot of issues with that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think they did it in a, in a neat way to, to touch on that and to humanize. And it's almost like that gray area that seems to be very popular lately with villains. Like you used to have the classic good guy and the classic bad guy, but now it's kind of more the Walter White style. And sure. But we kind of root for them in a way, but then at the same sure. time, you see them as these broken beings, these broken characters, you know? So it's, it's, it's a neat, way to you know look at the movies and, yeah. and take it in and and get you to think about it a little more yeah I, I mean for me though i mean what made thanos bad at the end was that he could have snapped his finger with the infinity gauntlet and restored finite resources and made yeah. plenty of food rather than wiping out half of the you know half of the population of the universe you know what i mean like there's ways we can go about this bro where we don't have to kill all these people you know what i mean and well i and, think he was he was kind of a, a glass half empty kind of guy <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know? Cle clearly clearly so but yeah but uh yeah we've gone like 30 minutes into this and we haven't even talked about the topic that we set out to do with this one so i'll throw it out there we can get to it in a bit you don't have to jump on it right now but this episode we were going to definitely touch on the flat earth stuff uh, yeah because we talked about it and we had some people requesting it and um yeah, I mean, anybody who's listened to the <laughs> last couple of podcasts when you brought it up pro probably knows where I stand with it and what my point of view is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But at the same time, I'm not one to dismiss and shy away from talking about something, no matter how ridiculous I, I may think something is. <laughs> but uh, so, well, you know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, flat Earth. Here's the thing, Gabe. The Earth is flat. Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> all right. Good podcast, everybody. No, I'm just <laughs> Well, we solved that problem. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, okay, so all joking aside, um, I think when you talk about the flat earth theory, I think it's important to understand why people have returned to this. Um, Maybe I don't understand that because, right, you know, so if you have a, uh, if you have a window of insight into that, you know, please share because I don't understand why this has taken off at all. The only thing that I saw pertaining to the start of this was when there's a couple of basketball players, NBA players that had tweeted about the earth being flat and that's the beginning of it for me. So okay. I don't know why a basketball player would be, <laughs> would, would be the, uh, the, the subject matter expert on whether the earth is flat or not. So they're not, they're not, yeah. they're not. So, Okay. The, the flat earth theory kind of comes back into play because people distrust the government. And I don't think like, I think a healthy distrust for the government is okay. Um, sure. Question authority, man. I'm all about, you know, yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. So the thing is, is when it comes to space travel, it seems as though we've been lied to by our government. And that is, I think the very foundation of where the flat earth comes into play. And, and this is, and, and, and this is kind of what I'm getting at here. So, well, these are two big things you're talking about. You're talking about space travel and the flat earth. And those are two separate issues. Right. So, so, so when you say that, and there is a gray area where they intertwine, I get that. But when you say that we've been lied to, and uh, I mean, I'm not trying to cut you off. You're more than welcome okay. to get to the point. But I just want to clarify for anybody listening. How deep does that run? Like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about the conspiracy theories? Are you talking about a particular instance of something like just just a ballpark? Like, what what is it that you're talking about with these lies so people can put it in perspective? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's what that's what I'm getting at. And, okay. and when you. Um, and I think that you'll see that it's not a gray area that connects these. I think it's the actual underlying fabric of the entire thing, uh, in, in my opinion. So we have to go all the way back to the moon landing and there it's not a big secret. There's a, there's a huge conspiracy theory that we never landed on the moon and that the moon landing footage has been faked. Yeah. I've heard of all that stuff. And yeah. But I, I don't think that's nearly as much of a stretch as saying like the earth is flat. <laughs> right. But, but it's all connected. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there is a very, very good case to say that even if we did make it to the moon, which is likely some and or all of the footage that was brought back seems fake and there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it is fake. Um, now I, I'm not claiming that I'm a, 
I'm an expert on this. Like I said, I was going to take the the side of of this side of the of the argument to kind of make it interesting. But there is a lot of evidence to suggest that it is fake. Um, a, a lot of things concerning camera angle. Um, even one of the things that's very interesting to me is when you watch like moon landing footage and, and you watch the footage of, you know, the different missions that we have footage from on the surface of the moon. One of the things that's things that's very interesting is you have these gentlemen who are, let's say they're approximately 180 pounds, right? Um, and they have gear on that's making them, I, I don't know, let's, let's call a ballpark with gear on 210 pounds. Okay. So we'll, we'll give them 30 pounds a gear, which is probably on the light side. Right. Um, and as they're moving about the moon surface, they're like super light, right? Like they ha- it's like they have the moon shoes on. They're kind of like kind of floating between steps, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, while they're doing that, they're kicking up dirt, like dust, particles of moon dust that are much, much, much lighter than the 210, 220 pound thing that's jumping up and down. And yet the dust is coming up and falling down faster than the astronauts are. And I think for me, that's one point that I look at and I go, Hmm, Hmm. That's, that's really interesting. Now on top of all of that, I could show you, dude, we could, we could spend, a good 45 minutes and I could show you interview after interview with, uh, astronauts, um, and astrophysicists, people that work in the space program, people that work at SpaceX, um, people who would be considered experts in their field. And, um, and in a lot of interviews, like you could, I could show you a bunch of these interviews. People say interesting things like, um, one quote that I saw in particular that always gets me is it's a really exciting time for space travel because we're working on technology that can get us past the Van Allen radiation belt and onto deeper space travel. Well, the problem with that statement is, is that supposedly that technology has existed since the sixties. What happened to it? We had to get past the Van Allen radiation belt to get to the moon. But when when is that quote? Like, what's the time frame? Because you said it, but I, I'm not sure exactly where in the ballpark you're putting that at versus um, saying that it, you know, we've had this technology since the 60s. That is somewhere between 2010 and now. OK, that that particular quote. Um, and, and there's a there's a ton. Like I said, like I, I could show you a ton of interviews of astronauts that say very similar things like that. But yeah, we're going to be able to get past the radiation belt. And again, people on the flat earth side are looking at this saying, okay, supposedly that technology has existed. Okay. So on, on top of those two things now, right. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, one of the things, um, uh, like Neil deGrasse Tyson is, is a guy who's pretty famous, uh, for, for pointing this out recently, but astrophysicists will tell you, that the earth is not a perfect sphere. It's more kind of pear shaped than it is like perfectly spherical, if you will. Uh, 
And that happens because of the rotation of, of, of the earth and, and gravity. And th- again, I'm not an expert here. Right. Um, but I do take Neil deGrasse Tyson as an expert. You follow what I'm saying? And, and he out of his mouth comes that the earth is, is more like a, a pear shape. Um, but okay. cause I was, I was reading, you know, brushing up today. Cause yeah. You know, to come on, to come online and talk about something like this, you know, I don't want to sound like a complete dumbass. I was just looking for a few things. Yeah. And, uh, and Neil deGrasse Tyson in an interview that I watched today basically said that the earth is perfectly spherical. So that's I, what he said, bro. I'm going to hold on. Hold on. He said it was perfectly spherical. Roughly. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say anything about it being pear shaped. He said it was basically spherical. Um, I'm going to try to send you over a, uh, a link here. Um, one of the places that I know that he, uh, talked about it, not being perfect, perfectly spherical was on, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, actually. Okay. Um, uh, and I know for a fact that he, that he talks about it there. Um, I'm going to try to. Yeah. Shoot over the link. Just even if I don't get to it on here, you know, it'd be interesting to just take a look. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So this is a, a, a YouTube clip. I'll, I'll send it over in a minute. That I, I just brought up a YouTube clip of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and that's exactly what he's talking about. He's given a, a lecture um, a few years back. Uh, this one is in 2007 where he talks about the earth being pear-shaped and, and things like that. Okay. Um, so... Uh, it'd be really, really interesting if he's talking about it being perfectly spherical now. And the reason I say that, and you'll hear a lot of flat earthers that are going to start jumping on that because um, there's a picture from one of the Apollo missions. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of am forgetting about it right now, but but it it's like the the first picture taken of the earth from space. Um, this is before Photoshop, before, you know, all that jazz. And what we see is a perfectly spherical earth all the pictures that we see from space in fact which again we also well not again but we also know uh, and nasa doesn't hide it most of the pictures that we have of the earth are composites they're made up of a bunch of different photos and and it's done that way because we're not far enough away you know the pictures weren't taken far enough away to get a whole shot of the planet but the pictures that we do have of the planet all show a spherical earth but astrophysicists are telling us that the earth is not based off of science. The earth is not a perfect sphere. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have all of this weird information that's kind of compounding. Um, we have the, we have the, the evidence that the, the moon landing footage may have been faked. We have, um, we have the, the pear shaped earth, um, you know, but, but pictures of a spherical earth. Um, and, uh, Oh Lord, what was the other thing I brought up there? Um, Oh, and the Van Allen, I'm sorry, the Van Allen radiation belt, um, Mm -hmm. technology. So you have all of this adding up and this, I believe is why we end up having the flat earth come out because what starts to be asked is if 
the government is lying to us about space travel, why are they lying to us about space travel? Well, I was just going to ask, you know, if all this is what's fueling this whole flat earth stuff, mm-hmm. what's the big conspiracy? What is, what is the purpose that they'd be trying to pull the bull over our eyes and, and, you know, the flat earthers minds, because whether the earth is round or flat, I, I, I get it from a scientific perspective you know, what that, the implications of something changing like that. But like, how, how is that really going to affect our day-to-day life or, you know, what, what, why have a big conspiracy about it? I'm glad you asked. I bet you are. I bet you got an answer too. Yep. (laughs) So let me ask you, dude, if, if you and I were going to form like a shadow government, if you will, right? Like if you and I were going to, um, kind of create, this sort of secret ruling class, if you will. Right. Yeah. What would be our aim? Like what would be the number one thing that we need to ensure that we're doing? Promoting the hell out of stranger than the apps podcast. Well, of course. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Aside from that, (laughs) Aside from that, what are we going to be doing here? Our goal is going to be to control the population, right? Okay. Control. It's all about control. Okay. So how does the flat earth play into that, right? Mm -hmm. One of the ideas that comes along with the flat earth theory is that space, as we've been taught, it exists, this kind of ever expanding universe, if you will this kind of infinite frontier does not exist. In fact, the only thing that really and truly does exist is the earth, like the sun and the moon and then some stars. Yeah. Okay. But they're all much closer to the flat earth than, than we've been taught with the, with the globe earth. Now, this is all like very, very important because what flat earthers are actually saying is, is that the only thing that exists is earth. So it's considered out of a place of self-importance. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) and here's the thing, dude, like, like at first you kind of say like, well, like, I mean, that is goofy, right? But yeah, I'd say so. But. On the other hand, there is something that makes sense about that. How do you control a population of people that knows, that knows that they are it? They are the supreme life form in the universe. Nothing else exists, right? Like we're not specks of dust floating on a speck of dust, you know, in in an eternal universe. We are the life form on the only existing plane, all of a sudden individual people become much, much, much more important. And if those individual people become aware of their important importance, then you start to have an issue controlling them. Sure. I get the concepts of all this, but I'm not buying it for a second, man. I mean, it's the, the, I get the conspiracy theories and I get the concepts behind it. Sure. 
But I mean, when you take scientific application to things in our life and things that we know about the, the moon, the stars, and I know you're probably going to argue and say, but what do we really know about that? <laughs> but just, just take it at face value. I, I don't buy that where the self-important floating disc going around the sun with the moon and you know, oh, the no, stars no, no, no. being all so close. We're not the sun going. goes around us. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sun sorry. and the moon. Yeah. So the model that they have is kind of this yeah. weird, like, clockwise shape, I think it is, like, movement. Anyway. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There is an overlap between being lied to and the space travel conspiracy. Because to put that in context, it was a technological and a show of power. It was a race. There's propaganda, you know, I'm sure on both sides. I think some of the the Russian early Russian space travel things were completely faked and have been outed and things. And I'm sure we have things on our side too. Um, For sure. Now I think putting that in context, that's its own thing. It's it's a show of power. It's, it's a symbol of what country is superior, you know, type of thing, the cold war stuff that was going on and whatnot. But then it's it's this slippery slope of like, well, if they lied to us about that, then they must be lying to us about all these other things, which I don't think necessarily is is the truth. Now, I see the connection and I see where people would get going on that. But then I do think it's a slippery slope. I think you got to have some common sense about it. I think it's OK to question things. It's OK to question, did we really co- accomplish as much? Was any of that propaganda, you know? But when you start saying that the sun moves around us and I mean, there have been civilizations from the Mayan civilizations, the, you know, some of the ancient Egyptian civilizations that have had advanced knowledge of the stars and uh, the celestial calendar type of things. And yeah, I mean, honestly, that goes all the way back to Samaria. Like there's to suggest um, thousands and thousands of years. So some of that stuff supports modern day science, too. That's why we look at it and like, wow, how how do they know this? How are they so advanced? Which sure. that leads into its own conspiracy theories. You yeah, know? listen. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but even the Greeks knew that that the world was round. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you look at things sure. today, I mean, you know, the fact that the, the eclipses and such, when you see the shadow of the Earth on the moon, every time it's round. It's not this... Uh, this flat line or something that that's like, you know, you see this block of shadow going across the moon. Right. You, see, you see around curvature. That's because the earth is a spherical object. But don't forget that the earth is still, if the earth is flat, it's still round. Yeah. But it would have to be the exact same position. Shape. Sure. If you take a plate, but for it to cast a shadow on the moon like that, as it does night after night for millions of years, thousands of years, I don't know, in the the time of man, you know, it's always, there's never a recorded instance of a sliver of a shadow or a straight line of a shadow where it's sure. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the odds of if, if the earth is a disc and we're eclipsing the moon with our shadow, the odds of, of it being an exact same position every time to show the exact same shadow is very, 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 very slim. Right. If now, not he, mathematically impossible. Now, here's the deal. Guys that are like serious flat earthers have answers for that. 
I'm, I'm sure not, they do. <laughs> I, I'm not a flat earther and I don't have an answer for that, but I will share this. When you start talking about like the slippery slope of, you know, of, well, if they lied about this, then they lied about this and, you know, and whatnot. The problem is, is that as slippery of a slope as that is, it's almost one that you have to go down. Now, I'm not saying that you have to take that to the point where you believe the earth is flat, but I'm saying you kind of have to follow that road because the question becomes very quickly, how much of what is being told to us as far as space travel, as far as astronauts being in orbit and how much of that is real? Well, the people that are sitting here on a microphone on the computer can't tell you 100% accuracy. And the people that are sitting there preaching that it's a conspiracy can't tell you 100% accuracy. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the fact of the sure. matter is that neither of us 100% know. And I know that is something that's going to play into, into the conspiracy. But for not knowing and applying scientific laws, such as the different hemispheres and places on Earth, that get different seasons at the different times of the year, you know, uh, we're experiencing, we're going into like fall and winter now where we are, sure. but it's spring and summer on the other side of the earth because it's a sphere. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the, but, that, that part of the earth is angled away from the sun and the, you know, different, different area. Right. But here's the deal. So speaking of scientific evidence, right. Um, yeah. I, I have a, a, a good buddy of mine, his name is Sean. Um, I won't use his last name because I don't want to embarrass him. Um, <laughs> sure. But if he's but if he's listening uh, to this episode, he's going to know I'm talking about him. So what's up, Sean? Um, now, Sean is a combat fighter pilot. Sure. Um, he's flown. Man, I couldn't even begin to tell you how many hours this man has been in the air. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how many different aircrafts um, he's flown. The man has flown a lot, yeah, and he and he's flown uh, internationally, right? Like cross continents, if you will, right? Sure. So one day, him and I were uh, were kind of hanging out, and uh, the flat Earth thing came up because I was, you know, watching some YouTube video about it and um, having fun with it. I love conspiracy theories, man. Whether I believe yeah, it or not is a different thing, but they're entertaining. I've always liked yeah, them too. Absolutely. Um, okay. So. Uh, Sean was kind of laughing, you know what I mean? And saying like, kind of poking fun at the whole thing. And then, so I asked him, I said, Sean, let me ask you a question. And he said, okay. And I said, when, when you were flying at any time in your career, did you ever adjust your, uh, I think it's called pitch, right? Did you ever adjust your aircraft is what I'll say now, but, um, did you ever adjust your aircraft? for the curvature of the earth. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, were you constantly having to kind of push down on your, on your controls in order to adjust for what that curve would be? And he said, well, no. And I said, well, Sean, why didn't you just keep going into space then? Yeah. And he paused for a minute and I shit you not this man who has been in the air, who has flown God knows how many hours in the air he kind of chuckled and he said, holy shit, Henry just turned me into a flat earther. Yeah. Now he said that with jest clearly, but he didn't have an answer. 
Okay. But how do you take that into account with people who have circumnavigated the globe, whether sailing or whether flight, that go in a basically a straight line and end up back around where they started? They're part of the conspiracy, bro. Every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> these uh, these pilots that fly from you know Florida or New York to LAX. So they're CIA agents, New dude. Zealand. Back across the ocean. They all have connections to the government. They're all getting paid off. Yeah, it sounds more like a back pocket excuse than a, than a logical theory. Dude, think about it. We can't fly over the North Pole or the South Pole. We're not allowed to. Yeah. Like, it would be faster for a plane to take, like, uh, to to take off from let's say Michigan and fly straight over the North pole to get to, you know, Russia or whatever. Right. Be much faster, but they're not allowed to do that. Why is a curved travel path faster with air travel than a straight across one then? Well, we're just talking about like, um, I'm talking about like, it would be less miles. You know, if we're, if we're looking at a ball, it right. would seem to me that it's a much shorter path to go like basically up and around the top of the ball than it oh. is to go all the way halfway around the ball. Well, that's I what th- a, lo- a lot of like if you leave from Florida, you know, you don't go around the equator to go around the world. You go up and over in a curved path because you're not having to fly out as much with the curvature of the earth. You're traveling the shortest dis- distance on a spherical object which or, is a, a curve or are you on a movie. or are you on a curved path because you have to adjust for the plate shape of the earth oh god <laughs> <laughs> okay what about not being able to uh see different constellations depending on which hemisphere you're in you know when it's one part of the year and you're in the northern hemisphere it you don't see the same constellations in the sky as being in the southern hemisphere because the stars move around our our dome, bro. Like our like, there's like a dome that's like covering. This is for the an Earth. entire season. This is like yeah, know, three or four months, man, out of the year that you don't see the constellations because you're at a different part of a sphere and your yeah, base is in yeah, a different cause direction because they're over top of like South America or whatever they're over top of you know japan you can't take binoculars and say oh look man like i'm checking out peru i'm looking at machu picchu here no no if the earth if the earth was flat you would see the same night sky no matter where you are no we can't see that far dude what the stars are millions of light years away that you're looking at not in the flat earth model they're not they're closer so they changed an entire model to cater to a twisted logic what do you mean they, they change an entire model? They have to change the entire model of the universe to support why well, the well Earth that's, is flat. But that's the whole theory, man. The whole theory is that the entire model of the universe is something that's pushed on us in order to make us feel like we're not special so that they can control us, man. Okay. Then there's two mountains that are in Hawaii that you can't see the peaks of that are within human visible sight. Because they're far enough away that the curvature of the Earth hides them 
from each other to where if you had a direct sight line, you would still see it. I don't think that's a thing. Like there, like there are people it's, that are- it's Kawakini from the peak of Mauna Kea. And I know my uh, pronunciation is probably off on that, <laughs> but it's the summit of the big Island. It's the highest peak in Hawaii. Right. And Roughly, the Island of Kauai is the seventh highest point in the Hawaiian islands. Yeah. And if you were to draw a straight line from one to the other, it spans a difference of 303 miles, which you would be able to see the peak of the mountain in the horizon. How, how tall are they? It's the highest point in Hawaii. And the one is 13,796 feet and the other is 5,226 feet. But the curvature of the earth puts them on different planes. So you don't have a direct sight line. So if you were on top. And that's, that's taking out any of these universal twists and turns and mental gymnastics that these flat earthers have to do. No, 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 hold on, hold on. So are what you mean to say is if you were at. If you're at the peak of one, you could see the, the peak, peak of the one. other. If it was yep. a flat earth, but you cannot. Because that doesn't that doesn't make sense with the with the globe yeah. Earth either because according to the math so basically like well the um, globe yeah it does make sense because the globe Earth puts you on a different plane your your direct line of sight is going to be at another pitch versus the peak of the other mountain right but hear me out hear me yeah. out so the basic math um and this is rough math but it's it's pretty close is um to calculate the the curvature of the earth is a, is um, eight inches every one mile. Where is this number coming from? Uh, you can look it up. This, I mean, it's basically, I mean, it's oh, from flat earthers.com. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, no, 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 this actually comes like this math actually comes from astrophysicists and, and okay, I'm using sure. like a crude formula, but according to that formula, you should absolutely be able to see the other one, even on a curved earth, even on a, even on a globe earth. Yeah. You should absolutely be able to. From research that I've done, the the line of sight caps out at 233 miles for those two. That doesn't, that doesn't doesn't make any sense. Cause you said one is, one is like 5,000 feet. Uh, Elevation of 5,226 feet. And what was the other one? 13,796 feet. Yeah, if you're on the thirteen thousand one, you should absolutely be able to see the five thousand one, and vice versa. Even I don't know, man. I with, mean, even with the you're, curve, not, you're not sitting here doing the, the math for for in the conversation. You might be doing it in your head, but we're not sitting here working. No, no, no. I, I, I have I have a calculator up actually. Okay, so what is your walking there, through your formula then? Th- there's only a difference of like two thousand four hundred and twenty four feet. Sure. Uh, for the curvature of the earth. So um, if you let me let me work this out real quick. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, with the difference between 13,000. So you're talking about like you know, nearly 7000 feet of difference. Okay. Um, I mean, if, if, if that falls flat with you, let's right. go, to, go to another thing. Why? Our sunrises and sunsets happening at different times, times of day and night on the Earth, depending on your longitude, depending on where you're at. Um, if it was flat, we'd pretty much all be getting the same sunset and sunrise. Uh, 
No, no, no. I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, I was working. I was, I'm so sorry. I was working on the math there. Um, so say that again. I'm sorry. That anywhere on the earth you are, different uh, times of sunset and, and and sunrise. Yeah, depending on your longitude on the earth. So because it's spherical. No, this is this is worked out like they have they have an entire like the flat earth society. There's a society for this. Um, they have this model worked out with the movement of the sun and moon. Uh, and because when we're talking about a sun being much closer to the earth than 93 million miles, um, the 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 idea of the sunrise and sunset um, can happen with a, a sun that's kind of moving in a circular motion. I, and I say can happen loosely, you know what I mean? I, I think that there's probably the verdict is probably still out on that, but they have the whole model set up, man, where the, the moon moves and the, the sun moves and, and it explains all of that without the earth having to be a sphere. Sure. Well, is there, has there ever been anything in human history, whether it's uh, cults or, or these groups of people with these beliefs and stuff that things aren't worked out? I mean, come on. I mean, of course they're going to have things worked out. I mean, they change the entire, they're basically, you know, fucking science in the ass to say, oh, you know, no, we have, <laughs> we're the right ones. This is, this is the way it is. But how many of those people have gone out in a in a fucking rocket or have uh, spent their entire careers in, in scientific labs and research and astronomy and stuff? I well, mean, listen, one one gentleman built a rocket. One one guy involved with the flat Earth. I mean, he built oh, a rocket and shot himself. One of them did. <laughs> that takes a lot of balls, dude. Like, well. Thank God there's this one motherfucker that built a rocket and protect everything and tell Neil deGrasse Tyson to fuck off now. Listen, 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 listen. Flat Earth or not, dude, like, take that whole thing out of the equation. It takes a fuck ton of nuts to build a rocket yourself and shoot yourself up in the air with it. Wait, well, he did shoot himself up in the air, but he didn't make it in space. No, it kind of failed. I think he only made it. I think which, he only made it like 300 feet or something like that. It was kind of a bust. Which isn't much. Which to me says, if they know so fucking much about the universe, they should be able to fucking build a rocket that can go 305 feet, but not 300 feet. In, you know, in at the fairness, it, it was more than 300 feet. I don't remember what it was. In fairness, that's expensive stuff to do, man. Like, it's, I mean, it's expensive stuff to do. It's not like you just get funding to build a rocket and then like go do it. You have to have, you know, a significant amount of money um, to do that. Um, so sounds like to me, though, what that sounds like to me is that anytime you throw science and scientific theory and scientific law at, at, and principles at them, oh, they have this weird twist around logic. But when 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 they fail at something, it's, Oh, well, it's expensive. You know, it's no, like, no, no, no. I think it's the opposite, dude. And and there are legitimate, like, well, man, I don't want to go that far. Um, there are scientists who are believers in in the, sure. the flat earth. I mean, I'm it's sure there it, are. You it, know. It's weird. Yeah. But one of the things that's very interesting is, you know, the like that they get hung up on is the idea of gravity. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we don't 
people are going to crucify me for this. I already know, dude, I'm, I'm ready for the hate tweets, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't really and truly entirely understand gravity. We, yeah. we can talk about the nature of gravity and we kind of understand kind of how it works, but we, we don't really understand it. Right. Sure. And so, the problem with that is, is that we have a ball spinning in a vacuum. And supposedly the rotation here of this ball moving through this vacuum creates a gravitational force in, in conjunction with the other celestial bodies that it's, you know, close to and, and reacting with. Um, somehow that keeps everything on the planet, everything grounded, right? Well, gravity is tied to mass, right? But the problem, but, but hear me out. It's not just the spinning. No, 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 absolutely. You're, you're, I, I don't disagree at all, but if you try to replicate the idea of, of gravity on the earth, with the spinning motion, with the mass, if there was a way to do it to scale, um, especially when we're talking about water, when we're talking about all that, none of it ends up working. Like you can't replicate that. You can't replicate that experiment. And so what flat earthers would say is, and it's not like, I don't feel like these guys feel like they're like saying, fuck you to science. I think what they're saying is, Hey, we're going to challenge what's traditionally accepted as scientific theory because we think that that is influenced by the government. I get that. I, I, I can be on board with challenging right. something with scientific theory, but what I, what I can't get on board with is, is when you have multiple instances of here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. And there's always some, it's not based on science. It's based on taking the existence of a universe and changing it to match what you're saying. Right. But that's, my, that's what I can't get on board with. But my point is, is from the perspective of the flat earth society, the, from their perspective is that is exactly what mainstream science is doing. Right. Like we can't entirely explain now we can like with the moon and stuff, we can, we can theorize about the gravitational pull of the moon and why like the water on the earth stays on the earth. Right. Um, we can theorize about that, but we can't replicate it. Now, if the earth was flat and plate shaped, all of a sudden we can replicate that. Like we can explain that now we can explain why mass equals gravity and why things aren't falling off the planet. And it's logical. If, if that's like the only thing that we're looking at, you know what I mean? It's not really saying, Hey, like, fuck you to science. It's saying, and it's not science saying, Hey, like this is like fact and you guys are just changing anything. It's kind of a little of both on both sides. And, and I say that also because there are other scientific theories about the nature of the universe that aren't as ridiculous as the flat earth, right? Yeah. Um, that challenge the notion 
and the theories set forth by mainstream science. Um, there are multiple theories that don't lead to a flat earth about how what we think is this greater universe out there is actually like holographic projection. Um, and we're kind of seeing things in our own solar system projected out from there. Almost like a reflection, if you will. Right. Like there, there's a ton like and listen, like I'm not giving validity to any of these theories. All I'm saying is no, you're communicating is, what the theories are. Right. I, I like, get that. Yeah. All I'm saying is that there are a lot of theories out there that don't quite go down the crazy rabbit hole as the flat earthers that do challenge that traditional science. Um, and they don't get a, and they don't get a whole lot of play. Um, now I, I want to point out here because we're, we are running a little bit over and I know, listen, we can do what the fuck we want to do and we could talk for three hours. <laughs> I think it's important to throw out at the end of the show here. I am not a flat earther. We should throw the, the listeners for a big fucking loop and you can be the not flat earther. And I'll say, and I'm a flat earther. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, no, I, neither one of us are, are buying. No, this. no, I, uh, I decided to take the, I decided to take the position of the flat earther. Cause I, I think it's fun. And, and I do troll people with it. Listen, I took an astronomy class. Um, with the guy with uh, at, at the University of Tennessee, and I kind of trolled the professor there about the flat Earth, and um, had a little fun with it. But um, yeah, but I, I I do like trolling with it, and and I like having fun with it. But no, I I think we have plenty of evidence to suggest that the Earth is not flat. And um, but I will say, I I do think, man that I am a believer that we faked the moon landing footage. Yeah. I will say that I don't necessarily believe that it was faked, but I believe that it's possible because what I said earlier about propaganda and, you know, the space race and the, in, in context of what was going on at the times. But I believe right. we have that, that type of technology and I believe that we use that type of technology. So I'm just, I'm not one that I blindly just follow and believe anything. And I don't think people should. I think they should look into things themselves. But I also think sure. that they, they should be accepting of laws of physics and, you know, scientific theories and the, the scientific method of proving these theories and or disproving them, I should say. But yeah, just, I, you don't necessarily trust the government. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny part is with this whole matter of <laughs> conspiracy, and, and this is the thing that, that gets me. You and I have talked about the government and things like that. And yeah, I mean, I think and I'm we both, sure we'll have a podcast about yeah. it, <laughs> but, but I think both of us kind of have the, the point of view that, that the government can barely fucking function as it is much less <laughs> orchestrate and conduct an entire worldwide conspiracy and scheme. Unless, unless they want you to think that they're incompetent. So yeah. they can pull the wool over your eyes. Ooh. Well, you have to understand, <laughs> you have to understand that we're not talking about the American government, right? Like the conspiracy, if there is a conspiracy, it is being perpetrated by a group of individuals that is much higher than the American government. I mean, they're above like all, all countries, governments, right? Like, so they would be the ones kind of perpetrating the conspiracy. It wouldn't be the, the American government as a whole. Cause you're right, man. Like we can hardly get anything fucking straight <laughs> in the American government. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the deal. Here, here's the thing with, uh, 
you know, kind of with the independent thinking across the board and all that stuff. I mean, thousands of years ago, people thought that Zeus was throwing lightning bolts out of anger, and that was causing thunder and lightning storms. So, and that was pretty well followed. So just just be careful, you know, about bandwagons that we jump on and, and you know, the reasons why we're following things. And, and just don't be a sheep. Don't don't be like someone that just, you know, oh, the earth is flat. Oh, that's what they're saying. I'm, I'm going to jump on board, you know. And I know that can probably work both ways, you know. Ooh, the earth being around. Both round. ways. But, you know, just look at the world around you and draw your own conclusion. I think anytime, yeah. anytime somebody's trying to convince you of something, I don't think science is out there trying to convince everybody that science works. Where I think flat earthers are out there on display trying to convince people that the earth is flat. Yeah. I, I think that's the difference. But I, I don't know, man. I, I kind of halfway disagree with you, dude. If especially if you look at if you look at um the last 20 years, you're saying science isn't out there like trying to convince people that this works. But I mean, they're not trying to recruit people. Yeah, I disagree, bud. Like you, you, we have these, um, these kind of celebrity scientists like, uh, like Neil deGrasse Tyson and, uh, like Carl Sagan, like, like these guys who have, um, you know, who have kind of taken the media, especially in, in Tyson's case, um, have kind of taken the media by storm. You have a, like apologists like uh, Bill Nye, um, who isn't even really a scientist, but he is like He's an active, entertainment person. Yeah. Right. But he is actively kind of recruiting for science, if you will. Um, and uh, he's I, teaching scientific theories and stuff but he's not trying to recruit you into come on let's let's all be science people you know it's, it's not like the, the flat earthers like there's a difference between presenting something as education and presenting something as let's get on board with this you know? yeah but he's definitely a tool of um he's definitely a political tool and that's kind of what i'm getting at I, i'm not saying like he's getting anybody to sign the dotted line but he's being used as a political tool to push political agendas by claiming that it's science. Like the big one that he's all the time out talking about is, um, is about climate change. And this is a very politicized topic, right? Like, and, yeah, and well, of course, you see him years. Yeah, absolutely. Politics. My point is when you see Bill Nye, when he's talking about science, there is some political agenda behind that. And I don't say that like that's, it's not the same with like Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? That dude just likes talking about science. I think, you know what I mean? Um, But in Bill Nye's case, he's definitely a political tool. Well, like we can talk about that. I think on a different episode, I don't think we should get into that. We've been at this for an hour 20 already. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll maybe talk about that. I don't necessarily agree with you on that, but, uh, (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of uh, yeah, yeah, of us having opinions. I mean, we'll talk about it. So, so just to recap before we sign off, the Earth is flat, ladies and gentlemen. We proved it here <laughs> on Strangers in the Alps first. Oh, fuck that! No way! <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't even put that out there, man. People are gonna like hear that little sound clip. That's it. They, that's gonna be all they get, and then that's just gonna tank us. <laughs> You're going to think we're, we are full of shit, but we're not that full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like when I said, you know, oh, we think we're clever with the name that we came up. I mean, not that clever. It's, no, it's, it's no, 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 balance. It's right not. in between those two. Cleverness and being full of shit. And we're right there straddling that that fulcrum. So <laughs> but anyway. Uh Good stuff, man. Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um I'm not hundred percent sure on what we're gonna do uh coming up, but yeah, we'll maybe, maybe with it being the holiday season, maybe we should uh kind of bring up some holiday topics, you know, like juggling the families, who sees who, Christmas music, Christmas movies, presents, a- anything having to do with the holidays. Yeah, that could be fun. But uh, yeah, until then, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Mm-hmm.